Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the newly constructed, once more, Inn of the Seven Dice. It has been a real treat, I must say. And I'm saying that sarcastically, having to build this inn back up again. But it is reinforced, it is stronger than ever. A portion of the sky is missing, but Wingover is here and he's ready to tell you his tale. Why don't you head on over there? Greetings there, travelers. It's me, Wingover Gimbal, famous name Bad. I'm so glad you can join us here today. Uh, we have the inns newly constructed. I have a brand new steel. Uh, Plenty is getting sunlight, and oh, I'm so. Oh, I felt bad. Apparently, Plenty was not dead, just needed water. Someone spilled a bunch of water all over Plenty, and that, that strange magic that was going on brought it back. And so, uh, it's, been, it's been good. Yeah. Um, how have you been? Oh, right, you're just an ethereal being in front of me without the ability to communicate. Oh, right, good times. Uh, so we do have a little bit of fan mail here. Let me just check this out. Open this up here. <coughs> From Cassie Clark. Five stars. Ballad is the perfect blend of horror and fantasy. The Death Shift crew led along the way through last and vulnerable moments as they fight their way through the Forgotten Realms. Lucas' artful settings, encounters, and memorable NPCs, shout out to Steve, paired with his remarkable storytelling make for a well-matched cast in DM. Stick around, you're not going to want to sleep on this podcast. Thank you so much, Cassie. That was on the, the pod chaser. Thank you very much for that review. It's always good hearing hearing these uh, these thoughts of what people think when they're, they're listening to the tales, so that, that's lovely. All right, well, oh, we do have someone here from Battle Bards. Um, what's your name? My name? I am Faceboy, my perfect son. Oh, face boy, my perfect son. Okay, that's... Are you just a ball of faces melded together in two sets of arms? And uh, someone, they draped a sheet partially over you? Have your little name tag? That is me, yes. Okay, oh, better buds. Thanks for the intent. Uh, take it away. Go to BattleBots where you can find more things like the whales of the dead screaming into the eldritch seas. Or, or maybe you just prefer to listen to the, the sounds of an acid arrow melting into the abdomen of your enemies. It's so lovely over at BattleBots.com. I'm so proud of you, face boy. Thank you, father. All right, travelers, so you all didn't see that, but face boy's faces switched and morphed and melded. And there was another face, and I think it was the face of his father. And oh my god, travelers. <laughs> The people that BattleBards sends us, I mean, I appreciate the sound effects they bring, but 
The people are weird. They send us some weird interns. Alright, well, that... Oh, I'm gonna be dreaming about that for days. Alright, well, let's dive into the stories. So, where are we today? We are following Detective Billowin. And Detective Billowin is leading us along the case where we are looking into what's going on in Waterdeep. Because if you remember before, Borodon and Ronnie had both talked to Detective Billowin and told him about what was going on in Waterdeep and asked him to investigate it personally because they believed that they could trust him. So, Billowin grabbed two companions and is off to the shining jewel of the Sword Coast, Waterdeep. I bring you Case File 6, Part 1, The Shining Jewel of Waterdeep. story takes us today is we are following along with Detective Billowin. So our gnomish detective had been informed by Deathshift that Waterdeep had been getting overrun by the cult. And after receiving this information and tricking his boss that he was hunting after Deathshift, Billowin decided to get a few more people to help him out since if he was going to be walking into a potentially hostile city, it would be better to have a few people watching his back. Why don't we just go around really quick, give a description of uh, your characters, who you are, and I guess since we're all podcasters, uh, what podcast you're from, go ahead and plug yourselves. We will start off with Dick. Hey there, I'm Dick. I'm the dungeon master for the Backwater Bastards. Um, today I'm playing Bo, a human monk from a monastic order called the, um, <laughs> the Order of the Eternal Wheel. There are monks who believe that the gods uh, reincarnate them habitually, and there's, there's further turnings of the wheel They move slowly closer and closer towards purity. The wheel turns as the wheel wills. I love that. And he's, um, he sort of eschews any sort of um, equipment. He's, he just has very, very plain brown leggings, tunic, has a cloak to wear if it rains, carries around a, a very simple wooden staff, but um, he does have, at all times, a bottle of a, a highly condensed liquid that's um, made from a special mushroom that's grown in the area where the monks have their monastery, which is a um, powerful psychoactive substance that the, the monks all swear by. No, but I will have to remind you, you're traveling with a detective. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, we could say they, uh, they paid enough money to have this cleared, you know, how religious things go. <laughs> oh, it's a religious exemption, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not for fun. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah. it's not for fun, but by golly, is it? <laughs> and we'll go over to Ed. I'm Ed. I'm the dungeon uh, master for dungeon manager, and I always get those two mixed up. Um, uh, I am playing Skellig, changeling warlock, 
Skellig grew up in the streets of Waterdeep, uh, never really knowing who his parents were, and he spent most of his upbringing alone, and used his very unique abilities of shapeshifting to essentially adopt identities of those he saw trying to form some kind of contact. And eventually, he was noticed by an individual from the Feywild known as the Shadow Man, who gifted him a friend, a sprite by the name of Glone. And in return for this gift, this gift of a friend, Skellig has served the Shadow Man ever since. And he's a fairly lithe individual, and even his fairly fitted clothes seem to hang off him quite loosely. He has pearlescent, marble-like skin and black eyes like those of a shark. He has white hair that hangs long and greasy over his features, and he wears a black hooded cloak, uh, covering dark leather armour and a bracer of daggers, and a lot of the time, depending on how in view he is, uh, on his shoulder there's a small blue humanoid figure with wings like those of a dragonfly, and a blank, featureless head that seems to move in the direction of wherever Skellig is looking. But he has been tasked by the Shadow Man to look into what Detective Bill is looking into, for all light is a threat to the shadows. Love it. Mm -hmm. Lastly, our detective. Yes, I'm Jordan. You will have heard me before as Billowin Ferriminster. Uh, I am a player on and editor slash producer of the Modified Rule podcast. I will be reprising my rule as Billowin Farrah Mr. Triskanaski Everstone Griff, or Bill Griff for short, much like himself, because he is a gnome. He has been investigating the actions of Deathshift uh, at the behest of his boss, who he is pretty sure is not a nice guy. Uh, after finally having a confrontation with Deathshift and pointing out that sometimes they don't do very intelligent things, uh, he was asked by them to go to Waterdeep and investigate some strange goings-on by this cult that appears to have been taking over. And for that, he has put a crew together to travel with him and watch his back. That crew being the other two people who have previously introduced themselves. We look a little bit back into the past. We see Bo... You were at your order, you were talking amongst the people. Often members of your order will be set out to ensure the wheel stays in motion. There are often groups that will try to disrupt the flow of reincarnation. They will try to stop uh, life from always resuming as it should. And it seems this Church of the Shining God is very much uh, making it apparent that they intend to destroy all gods, and they intend to stop reincarnation. So it has very much become a, a personal matter to your church and yourself, as this is a heavy belief. Skellig, you were just relaxing in Waterdeep, and a mission of yours had ended up taking you to Sanctuary. After completing this task for the Shadow Man, you had received instruction that there would be a gnome detective that was looking for help. You were given a description of him, and just as Billowin was leaving the leaving the police station, getting ready to look for people, you had stepped out of the shadows, scared him, and then oh. you had instructed him that you were there to help him deal with the Church of the Shining God. Billowin, after 
making sure that you can trust these people. There was a, a little bit of vetting. You were just making sure you looked into their backgrounds a little bit, because the last thing you needed was having a few plants sent along with you. So tell me again about this Shadow Man. Shadow Man is the reason that I'm here. With you. That's all you need to know. That's good enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) The three of you had become acquainted, and as you were traveling by horseback, you went from the city of Sanctuary that was sitting along the Swords Coast just south of Baldur's Gate. You had started to travel for some time, The weather was uh, fairly alright. It's just starting to dip into autumn now, so the breeze is starting to cool a little bit. The colors of the leaves are beginning to change. The rain's a little bit harsher when it arrives. One thing you notice as you're going, the roads between Sanctuary and Baldur's Gate are very frequently patrolled by knights and soldiers. There's been issues where more monsters have been showing up, and monsters not only that are dangerous to people, but it seems just dangerous to everything around. These aberrations are breaking the minds of things, corrupting wildlife. And so there's been a lot of basically government work to take care of this spread of corruption in the land. You have been traveling along a main merchant road and just trying to avoid the troll hills when there actually was something terrifying that occurred. It started to dip a little bit into midday when suddenly the sky to the east, hundreds of miles away, shone brightly with this blinding white light. You all looked as you were trying to calm your horses down that you were riding on, and you see these tentacles that must have been hundreds of miles away and miles thick coming through the clouds. They're blinding bright and white, as they smash into the ground. And it took a minute or two as they hit for you to even begin to hear it. Hear this deafening boom that is rolling over the land. As you are on your way towards Waterdeep, your horses suddenly panic from this. All you can do is basically hold on to them as they take you into this shallow cave And not a moment later, a shockwave of dust, sand, dirt, everything is flying over. You are waiting for what seems like eternity as this shockwave just continues going and your ears are ringing, the horses are freaking out but not wanting to go outside. And eventually, you start to feel like you can hear a little bit more, you're okay. One thing that's slightly disturbing to you, Skellig, is for just a moment while this shockwave was happening and you were hiding in this cave with everyone, you watched as Glone flickered in and out of existence. They're back now, but for just a moment it felt like there was like a hole in you. You lost this connection that you had known for so long to the Shadow Man, but it reconnected again. But whatever this explosion was, it was such a powerful force that it seemed to affect even other planes of existence. So just before we do move forward, I'm going to point out, being a gnome, I'm riding a pony, not a horse. That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) 
So uh, in terms of the explosion itself, where did you say that came from again? Sorry. Far, far to the eastern lands. It would be technically on the map. Let's see. There's the mile thing there for me. At least over, like well over a thousand miles away. Oh, wow. The fact that you had that had this kind of reaction from it, like it took minutes for anything to happen. Like you kind of watched it happen. And there was like, what the hell was that? And then slowly the sound started erupting and then it hit all of you. And then the shockwave came minutes after. But the fact that that even reached all of you here is... Yeah. It's frightening what it could be. Well, that was certainly something. Not seen much like that before. This has concerning theological implication. I'd say those were some mighty big tentacles. I suppose that... Uh... You had no inkling of this before we began? I mean, no. I'd never <laughs> seen anything like that. Those tentacles must have been miles long. I'm pretty sure if I'd seen something like that, you would have heard about it by now. Hmm. And we think it has any connection to our mission. I mean, maybe not directly, but I can almost guarantee it has something to do with those weird bastards in the Church of the Shining God, because they have got some weird shit going on. Then we must waste no time. They need stopping. I agree. Come on, Bluebell, let's get out of this cave. I'm assuming the entrance hasn't caved in or something while we were cowering from the shockwave. No, it was a pretty shallow cave. It probably went in, like, maybe 10 or 15 feet and then stopped. All right, we'll head back out to the road then, get back on our way. Mm -hmm. As you go out onto the road, you look over just to see if there's any other inkling of what's going on to the east. And you see it is like a blank white over there in the sky. Like as if there was just a blank white piece of paper. There's no shine to it. There's no light that's coming off it. It's just blank and white as if there was something there, but now there's nothing. Is there any sense of kind of what kind of magic this might be? Or Anyone could do a religion check, or is there like an arcana? There is. There is an arcana there check. An arcana. an intelligence check. Well, let's go with that. <clears throat> you think playing this game for three years I would know the <laughs> skills, but apparently not. I will not bother. <laughs> uh, so 21. Looking at this, thinking just the scale of what the hell is going on, the fact that there was actually disruption across planes, you're guessing whatever this is, the closest thing that this could possibly relate to is some cataclysmic level of divine magic was used. Okay. I think I'll um, very uh, discreetly but and quickly just blot a tiny little bit of the um, psychoactive liquid into my mouth just to try and uh, maintain my connection to uh, this physical realm as it were. What are the, uh, the effects of this drug? Like, how does it uh, affect Bo? Uh, so it's just a hallucinogen, but it's a hallucinogen that he's kind of taken every, every day, every day for uh, a good decade or so, since he was old enough to be uh, initiated. I guess, like, it would kind of make, like, affect the, the realm around you a little bit, but if anything, it's more of, like, a, a comfort thing that you're so used to that it kind of grounds you a bit. If he's, if he's not hallucinating, then he's going to feel unnatural and <laughs> no, he's a bit weirded out. The pink elephants don't turn up. You look over at the white, and you can see like the colors uh, that should be there, just like kind of bleeding in and swirling a bit, and just makes you feel a little bit better. You're like, all right, it's not all white. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I 
This anything you religious weirdos have seen before? Nothing I've seen before. I mean, maybe I should roll a religion check and uh, determine such a, an answer to such a question. Sure. This is 17. As far as your studies would go, this would probably relate to something of like a doom prophecy for your order. Uh, the absence of everything over there would just kind of reveal like this it would make sense if this was a connection to a group that was trying to stop resurrection and trying to destroy the gods that over there that giant blank white slate that should have been the eastern sky seems like something's going on there that would definitely be tied towards this cult i don't know specifically what this is but it is the end of the world i mean that is awfully specific it's also awfully dramatic if you don't mind my saying so. The world is a fragile thing. You get drugs. I thought you were just going to leave us hanging on the world. It <laughs> <laughs> might be more in character. <laughs> just like, look off, and look off into it. It's like, the world, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that was mighty unhelpful, so let's keep going. All right. You all continue to ride towards Waterdeep. As you're going, riding towards this this jewel of the Sword Coast, the attitudes of the travelers that you meet along the road very much has changed. As you skirt around the high moor, you encounter people who seem a lot more anxious and tense. You, they give you nods, no longer friendly waves. When you go by inns, people are boarding up windows as you see signs of uh, shattered glass, probably from the shockwave that came through. Some people are fixing roofs or some wells that have been covered. As you go closer and closer to this city, you start noticing a heavy pattern of death and destruction. Small towns which once populated this countryside around this metropolis are now ashes and rubble. A few have begun the painful business of rebuilding, but most still lay in tatters, no one to be found in them. And finally, after over a month of traveling together, you all have arrived at Waterdeep's gate. You see the grand flag of Waterdeep flying high, smiling guards checking over people's papers as they come up to the gate. There's a little bit of a line of people trying to make it in, but everybody seems to be... Uh, in better spirits, as it looks like they're able to make it in. As far as papers go, Billowin, you would have been given papers from Giles to to get on in, have kind of clear paths for you and whoever's with you. Yeah, so when we get to the gate, to show the papers. If I remember correctly, we're sort of working on the whole a angle of me being a detective and I'm there on official business, wasn't that it? Yeah. Good afternoon. The name's Billowin Fairminster Triskelaski Everstone Griff here on behalf of the mun municipality of Sanctuary. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> Let's see your papers here. Well, here you go. This all, this all looks in order. Even your police chief signed it. Um, is there anything we can help you three with? Unfortunately, it's all a bit hush hush if you get my drift, so we're having to keep everything a bit close to the chest for now, but. As soon as we get some leads, you can be sure I'll be coming to the local guards to get some help, because things might get a little dangerous. Of course, we are always here and happy to help. Welcome to our grand city of Waterdeep, the Reborn Jewel. Wonderful. What do you mean by reborn? Don't ask questions like that, trust me. 
<laughs> oh, it's totally fine. We we love sharing information about our city. You see there's like five people behind you going like, what the fuck did they do? <laughs> and I, I literally, at this point, I literally turned my back in the shade. You can just see me like pinch my bridge. And I was like, gosh, <laughs> damn it. You see, we recently found out that our government, as corrupt as it was, was even worse than we had been led to believe. They were keeping money away from the people. They were just lining the richest pockets even more. And uh, thankfully, we had help. We rose up against them, and now we have a new government. And everything is just going amazing here in Waterdeep. Free education, free healthcare, no one has to pay for rent. Things are working out. Sorry, you mentioned that somebody helped you with this. Who would that have been? The wonderful and fantastic Ringmaster showed up to our city with his flock, and they showed us that even though we might not necessarily be a part of their congregation, they can still help us have better lives, and I'm grateful they did. They brought in their their leader, Dorum. She helped out here, and uh, she actually personally took care of the Council of Waterdeep. Everyone thought we weren't powerful enough to do anything against them, but they are just so powerful. It was amazing. Out of curiosity, obviously having listened to the podcast out of character, I know a bit about Dorum. Did anything ever come up about Dorum while I was in Sanctuary, or was it just the local church I was dealing with? Because I can't remember. You, you've definitely heard of Dorum, and for context for you other two, Dorum is uh, basically the leader of the Church of the Shining God. She's like, <laughs> she's like their messiah, basically, the, the one carrying the word. And she has like a number of lieutenants and then leaders of a different church sects. But she is an incredibly powerful wizard who has been working on bringing the Shining God to this world. And their main goal is to eradicate the gods because they don't want to live under divine tyranny anymore. They want uh, freedom of choice and not to be punished by the gods for it. And so when she was at Sanctuary... A couple months ago, she had actually... Because there was a small military settlement outside her sanctuary called New Dawn. She had rained meteors on it because uh, the party pissed her off and tried to fight her. And they were 14 levels too early. And <laughs> then she basically leveled this small military settlement. And it, it was very much known that that was the work of Dorm Highfire. Okay, so I would have known that was her. So everybody, because uh, everybody always knew that she was the leader of this church, but nobody really knew of her prowess, aside from the group known as the Chosen, who are individuals who have this parasitic symbol on their hand, and they have weird powers, and they're from strange places, and they're constantly fighting the church. But this, uh, basically, nobody knew how strong Dorum was until that day. Whenever he mentions Dorum being here, you can see Bellow like, scratching his head, like, oh, shit. So, uh, is the ringleader still in town, then? Yes, the ringmaster is still here. He has taken up residence in the, the nobles' district. He doesn't even want to stay in the castle. So humble. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Well, thank you for your time. Of course. Enjoy your stay. Papers, please. The next person comes up. Once we get out of earshot, I turn to the two of you. I'm just gonna say... Every single fucker from the, the Church of the Shining God sounds just like him. So imagine having to listen to that every fucking day. It sounds like a cult. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. This town is in need of true rebirth. 
I mean, I'm just worried about how many people have been turned into abominations, because, again, I've seen far too much of that when the Church of the Shining God has been involved. As we're riding away, um, is there any kind of uniform that the guards are wearing? Um, any commonality? Or... Yeah, they, they definitely have a uniform. Like a, They have like a tabard that goes over uh, what armor they have. Usually the armor they have is something like akin to like just some leather armor, because they have to stand around all day in it and they don't want to die. <laughs> so... They uh, have a tabard. Let's see the colors of Waterdeep. So it looks like the flag of Waterdeep is a crescent moon just hanging kind of like in a U-shape above two mountains on either side coming together in the center. And then there's water that is reflecting the, the same scene. So they would definitely have this symbol on their tabard. And their tabard is also probably like a, a darkish blue color. Lovely. I will make a mental note of that. So you are all walking, or you are all, like, taking your horses slow into the city, and it, the, the gate opens up and leads in, and quickly after you enter through this gate, you are greeted with the hustle and bustle of Waterdeep. There are people who are just from all walks of life, all around you, running around, carrying supplies, horses whipping past... You see that there are shops of all kinds. There's a lot of inns when you're first coming in because people need a place to stay. You see a lot of places like a lot of these inns have larger stables to accommodate for merchant groups that are coming into the city. You see a few key things as you're going along. How about everyone make me a perception check as you're taking a look at the locals? 26. Nice. Uh, 14. Cool, that's a 26. All right, two 26s and a 14. A lot of 26s. Yeah. So you two, Bill and Bo, you are looking around, and one thing you notice is probably one in every four people seem to have the same amulet around their neck, the amulet of the Shining God. What it is is it's a starburst with a set of smiling teeth set into it. And... They, uh, some people are wearing red robes, some aren't, but there's always one in four have this necklace just out in the open. And you see a few stores will even have signs claiming that um, members of the congregation, the Church of the Shining God, receive like a discount, 10% off. And you notice like a lot of these people who won't have the symbols, they're all smiling, a lot of storekeepers are smiling. But you do see every now and then there are a lot of weary, anxious faces amongst the crowd of people shopping and just trying to go about their day. Can I pick someone out in the crowd and when we're a good way away from them, can I shift my appearance into them, if that's okay? Definitely. What do they look like? I'll choose fairly plain-looking, probably stallkeeper, um, sort of freckled face and curly brown hair. I still maintain the same clothes, but just so I look a, a little more inconspicuous. Yeah. Well, while they're walking, I don't even turn the face. Just I decided, I was like, I did say to warn me before you did that. <laughs> don't worry, Chief. I'll be. I'll keep it proper <laughs> from now on. Oh, gods, I forgot it did the voice as well. <laughs> I'll also keep gloom underneath my cloak. Another sort of rather conspicuous detail. <laughs> yeah, every so often you feel like the, the buzz and vibrating of the wings as they're shifting and they must be like poking out of your cloak every so often to take a look around. So you are all coming in through the south ward. 
The city is definitely bustling right now. There's a lot of people moving around. You know that this leads up, because Skellig, you yourself are from Waterdeep, and Bo, you probably took some time to get yourself acquainted with the layout of the city if you knew you were going there on a dangerous mission. Makes some sense. Do you know that the south ward here is where you're coming in from? You know, like the it leads into the trade ward, there's the dock ward off to the left, then there's like a, the castle going up top. And a lot of this city, it's just absolutely sprawling. There is like cabs and stuff you can hail if you need to. You all have horses. And uh, basically, um, you're here to do your investigation. I would suggest we don't get one of the more bustling inns for our stay, but look for something a little more out of the way. Something where we can go unnoticed for a little while. Luckily, I know just the place. Follow me, lads. For some reason, I'm not surprised. <laughs> where is such a place? <laughs> <laughs> I will bring you to the Bashful Clam. I get us there rather speedily. You zip through and just lead them into the trade board. And this is there is a lot of mercantile here. You also know that there is an inn that you've gone to a few times. There is not a huge amount of clientele that go here for a few specific reasons. One of the reasons is there is a, a growing beholder that is within this inn. And they just seem to live here. The proprietors of the inn have brought them along. And so this, this beholder that's known as Gazer just floats along in this inn and just takes care of things. But uh, as you enter into the bashful clam, you see like there's maybe a handful of people here and there. It's it's about midday, so there's a few people who are getting in the day drink and uh, just having something to eat, but not a whole lot of people. This beholder that's floating around is maybe two and a half feet wide. Like it's it's still an adolescent as it's just moving. How's this looking on those drugs? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, much, much as a, as a beholder floating through uh, through an inn looks, I guess. A bit sparklier. I was going to say, that's probably the third beholder you've seen today. <laughs> yeah. So often there's like another eye and you're like, whoa, it has two eyes. Well, as well, as soon as there's like a, a beholder in the room, there's probably eyes like opening up on walls and things as well, you know? It's... <laughs> yeah. You think the beholder is just uh, you tripping out. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Billowin comes in and mumbles something under his breath about citations for wildlife living in the inn. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Are you alright? Yeah, I'm doing fine, I guess. Good, good lad. You, you watch, he's just floating around and uh, he knocks into a few people and they don't say anything because what do you say when a beholder knocks into you? If anything, they apologize. <laughs> you see uh, Gazer goes and floats behind the counter. So what do you need? I imagine some stiff drinks to begin with. Water. We'd also like some rooms for a while. Possibly. Alright, I guess. You watch as these drinks float by. And they just get filled up with these other floating bottles. As you see, two of the eye stocks are looking around at these. And then they get set down in front of each of you. A set of keys comes floating and then lands down in front. That'll be two gold. I'll reach him two gold because I assume I have some. I have nothing on my character sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're all like trying to be like, I go purchase a plus five sword. Like, you don't have that kind of money, but we can say you definitely have as much... uh, 
Uh, spending money as you like. I pay for the room and the drinks. I mean, I, I wouldn't have any personal funds, but uh, there probably <laughs> would be um, some sort of like money from the collection uh, just, to, <laughs> yeah. just to fund the mission. I probably promised the two of you that I would cover like living expenses or something. Yeah, this is uh, quite a dangerous one. So you get this room key. These drinks are pretty stiff since you asked for stiff drinks. So like when you take them, you're just like... <sighs> Ooh. I'll slide mine over towards whoever seems to be drinking the fastest and um, kind of intone to the beholder that, uh, that I prefer some water. <sighs> not, not to belittle Skellig in any way, but it's probably Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Stressed. He probably knocked his first one back in one. So the beholder looks a little confused and goes to the back for a bit, and it takes him a minute to actually find some water. <laughs> but uh, he brings some back for you. So... What is it? Hard drinks and soft liquor? Are you just that to us or to the beholder? Or to our monk friend here? I don't want to cloud my perceptions. There's a very pointed look where Billowin looks from you to where, wherever on your person you're storing the bottle and then back to you. It's like literally <laughs> like on a rope around my neck, just like there, ready to <laughs> blot at any at a minute's notice. He just, he's just looking directly at you. Down at the bottle, then back up at you. <laughs> yeah. What's in the... Uh... It is simply an elixir made from local flora near the monastery. It's drugs. He's taken drugs. I figured as much. And looking round at the other people in the bar, is it safe for me to drop my stall keeper? disguise? I mean, there's a beholder floating in the room, so I imagine. <laughs> yeah, you, you've been here enough and, like, there, this place often gets really weird clientele because of uh, the patron of the bar. Cool. I'll just drop my disguise. Your form quickly melds back into what it was before. Your hair, like, grows out longer. Your skin becomes clammier and paler. I'll turn back to... I, I did tell you, warn us first. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> turn back to the beholder. So, mm-hmm. we heard there's been some changes around Waterdeep. Yeah. Got any opinions on that? No. God, you're helpful. It's just there's like a bunch of rich people, and then they died. And then like there's this church here, and they, they shut down all the other churches, even though their church kind of like, hey girl, what you want already? So they're just kind of going around killing people, and... Wait, they're kill. Wait, what? What? Is that like was that part of this whole rebirth <laughs> thing, or of that is that has there been more killing since, or what's been happening? Give us a timeline. Well, nothing's being reborn. It's a city, so yeah, it's just a bunch of buildings. But gods, this is painful. Yeah, no, there's just there's people going around from the church, and they're saying like we've got to cleanse the uh, the heretics, and it's usually just religious people that they're killing. Golly, that sounds fun. I'm not really religious. Is this still happening, or is this is that something that was happening a while ago? Oh, they killed the guy outside this morning. Great. How many do you reckon I've killed? Well, he's probably a couple hundred by now. I turned to Bose. Maybe don't mention the wheel while we're here. If you think that is wise. I think it's wise. So are you all in here to kill some people too? No, no, definitely oh. not. Maybe. 
I am. Few of his eyes starts winking. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wink yeah. back. No, definitely not. Um, I sort of lean in close again, having seen that this place is probably not the most on the up and up. I sort of lean in closer. It's like, what can you tell me about the Ringmaster? Giant aberration. Wait, what? That's a hammer. Someone's arm. And uh, he's giving a press conference or something in like an hour. Did you say he's a giant aberration? Yeah. And nobody has mentioned this to us yet. Yeah, he's like 10 feet tall. What do you think he was? A man. <laughs> well, he probably is. Wait, what? Where he was. It's. When he came to town, was he yeah. a man or was he an aberration? I don't know his gender, but <laughs> was he a was he a people? Was he one of the people or was he always an aberration? Um, I don't know his backstory, but when he showed up here, he was an aberration. Is that something Billowin heard, or is that like news to me? No one's mentioned this. To yeah, you I didn't all. think so. Because Deathshift gave you zero information when they had some. It. So whatever he says that, there's like a moment of I'm just like, and I just turn to anyone else in the bar. It's like, has this guy, the ringmaster, always been a weird aberration? Yeah, I mean, yeah, as far as I'm aware. He showed up like a weird weirdo, and he ate someone. And people were, people were okay with this? Uh, not at first, no, it was horrifying. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> were very upset, uh, but uh, honestly, the... Never had a better mayor. Never. This has been our best mayor. Billowin turns around to the bar and downs the drink that Bo gave him, and then just drops his forehead onto the counter. Honestly, like, when I they, they showed up, said I don't have to pay anything off for my house anymore, they just, like, <laughs> I owed, like, 400 gold on that thing. I don't have to pay anything off. I'm, I'm set. I got retirement set up. Healthcare is free. I have free healing all around. And everyone's like, yeah! And like, they all clink glasses. And my kids are going to school for free. Like, <laughs> good mayor to me. Billowin has a few moments where he has to weigh up in his hand, or in his head, whether people are actually worth saving or not. As much as I approve of this eat the rich mentality, Bill, this changes things. It is much worse than I thought. It also potentially changes our paycheck. I mean, look, you're getting paid a handsome amount. <laughs> I did warn you there'd be some weird shit happening. I just wasn't expecting this one guy to also be part of the weird shit because nobody fucking told me. I did warn you, you were going to have to fight some people with tentacles coming out of places there shouldn't be tentacles. That was always on the up and up. I have not lied. Fits the description of an aberration, perhaps. Look, I did tell you, I once saw a person turn into a door. And not like a wood door, but a skin door. It happened in front of me. Where did the door lead? To a room. <laughs> <laughs> there was a door. Somebody opened the door, and then somebody tried to go through the door, and then they turned into a door. It was horrific. I didn't sleep for a week. Because of what was in the room? No, because of seeing someone turn into a flesh door. Ah. Uh. I don't think you're picturing this. Looking around at the doors in the inn and sort of like wondering what they would look like if they weren't flesh. One of them winks at you. <laughs> Gods. Can I have another drink? Yeah, I guess. 
Leave the bottle. <laughs> he pours one and sets the bottle down in front of you. And you see, entering into this tavern, there is this large being. They are probably around seven and a half feet tall. Their skin is completely gray. Their hands end in these large claws. They have these red robes on. Their face, where there should be eyes, it's just stretched skin that goes across. And they have a large gaping maw. They have this scraggly, greasy hair that's hanging down over their shoulders. And they walk in and sit down at a chair. The chair barely holds them and go, Two ales, please. Yeah. And you just watch these ales float over to him. I lean into you too. I'm pretty sure that's one of them. Ah. I'd imagine so. Are there any, like, distinctive... Uh, obviously, beyond what you've described, are there any, like, distinctive features or keys or anything like that on their person? A few tattoos that are, like, poking out of his robes uh, that seem like they're swirling up. You see he has a, a necklace, uh, like an amulet of the Shining God, around his neck. You see every so often there's movement on his back, but you can't see what it is. It seems to be underneath the robe. I sort of, again, leaning in close to the bartender, trying to be quiet. Is, the, is this tat like, in big enough that I could whisper to the bartender without him hearing me, like this grey guy hearing us? Yeah. So, uh, is that guy a regular? Do you know who he is? Yeah, that's, uh, that's Damien. Six, six, six in the back of his head. He's a, he's a guest. And I'm assuming by his garb that he also works for the church. Yeah, I think he's a scientist or something. Scientist working on what? I don't know. Why don't you ask him? Hey, oh, Damien! Oh, God. <laughs> he just looks over. Yeah! What are you working on? Secret. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Bella would just rest his head on the counter. <laughs> well, would anyone else like to talk to Damien? Will he divulge his secrets? I don't know, but I, it seems like a way of advancing the plot, so... <laughs> Person of interest? <laughs> yeah. I'll just, like, walk, walk up to the table and... I suppose I lean on the table, but I'm a gnome. So I sort of <laughs> lean against the table, like arm up. Like a doorway. <laughs> yeah, just like leaning against the wall. But it's the table edge. Hello, uh, Damien, was it? Yes. We've just got to town and we're hearing all these wonderful things about the Church of the Shining God. I was wondering, could you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing in the city? First, uh, I'm just here for uh, a few just Magitech regions. Uh, I'm usually a technician. Uh, I help out with, and, uh, normally, some airships further to the south and uh, Halua, but I was brought up here recently to aid in a, a few projects. That sounds fascinating. What kind of projects are you working on now? We must, I imagine it must be significantly different from the airships since there aren't any in this region. Oh, yes, but there's a few NDAs. I can't say anything. Oh, I completely understand. I imagine it must be very interesting working with the church. I, I haven't had much to do with them directly, but I hear they've been doing some wonderful things. Yes, they've uh, helped my people. Brought us a great wealth of knowledge and treated us fairly, unlike the followers of the crawling chaos. Did I know much about ghasts? 
Uh, no, not much. If anything, you've heard, like, scary stories about them. They're supposed to be not very intelligent, as far as you're aware. None of them are Magitech uh, engineers, so... Unusual. As um, Bill's having this conversation, I just want to nip outside very quickly, and I'm going to transform myself into another fairly nondescript human being, but I want to cast Silent Image over my clothes to match the robes of the church. Okay, nice. I like it. So you quickly slip out, and this takes you just a minute, and then you're you're back in. I'm just going to stand over Bill's shoulder, sort of silently, kind of staring directly through Damien. <laughs> maybe he's there, maybe he's not. I can't quite tell if this person is real, but Bill is talking to him, so maybe. But is Bill real? <laughs> I have been high all these days. <laughs> That's the big question. Did I just come to Waterdeep on my own? Is the whole thing a test? <laughs> There's a number of your order that are wandering around, not on missions that... Am I passing? <laughs> even, even better, it's just the order to send him here as a joke. We'll send him to Waterdeep. We'll tell him there's a gnome with him. <laughs> it's only happened four times before. <laughs> I got them the fifth. I knew it was halfway. <laughs> Whenever you came in, the beholder said, Oh, Bo, you're back. I see they've played this trick again. <laughs> <laughs> I will take one room and I will be leaving in the morning. <laughs> This guest, he's he's quite large. Like he's holding his uh, his mug of ale delicately with like two fingers, and uh, just lifting it up to drink it. And there are there's no eyes on this creature. He's just kind of like looking around. You don't even see like a nose or anything. He has little pocketed holes where clearly there must be something akin to ears there. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be any other really facially defining features of this being. So uh, how long have you been in the city then? Uh, a few weeks since the, the purge, I, I've been working quite steadily. I come here every so often for a drink. Ah, so you weren't here when the purge happened. I heard it was a wondrous occasion. Marissa, Miss Highfire took care of the council quickly and gave a, a grand speech. It was uh, just shortly before the, the events unfolded in the East. Oh, I think I saw something of that on the way here, with the bright light and the whiteness. Yes, I feel it would have been hard to miss. The shockwave almost threw me into the ocean. <laughs> yes, it almost fired us into a hill. What, mm. what was that all about? It's the arrival of the Shining God. Oh, whoa. So he's here. At this point, I actually... Do pay interest to Damien, looking straight up at his face. <laughs> so he's here, then. Yes, they, they have begun to cleanse our, our world. Um, but they are still being held off by what remains of the gods. A number of them have already perished. Fear not. The Shining God will succeed. Oh, I do not doubt it. He has just been... Wonderful so far. Well, thank you very much for just having a chat with us, Damien. I really appreciate it. And I'm gonna go to the bar and pour another drink from the bottle. 
<laughs> you pour a drink in the bottle, you look at the bottle, you start just drinking the bottle. Drinking from the bottle. <laughs> do you have a straw? Uh, no. I'll make do. Maybe a paper one, but it's... It's... Just don't worry about it. It's not gonna last. No. Oh, well, to be fair, it won't take me long. So you come back in, Skellig, and Damien looks over at you. He taps down on the, the table. You notice this, Bo, because you're still over there watching him. You see him tap a few times on the table. Brother. Brother Damien. And I will walk over to the table. How goes the day? I'm very tired. I've been working late nights. I'm not surprised. This is, um... I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. I'm sorry, just while you're having that conversation, I just imagine that Bo didn't bother following Billow, and, and the two of you are not having a conversation with Bo, just stood staring. standing there, staring him down. Bo, are you still there, or did you kind of wander off with uh, Bill? I, I'm definitely standing there, staring <laughs> him down. I'm afraid I never got your name. Brother Fivel. My name is Brother Fivel. And you, sir, who was with uh, the gnome? Your god is not strong. I tackle him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm terribly sorry, Damien. He's been on drugs for a few days. We're trying to get him off of them, but he he cannot cope without them. So this gnome launched himself across the bar. (laughs) Kind of like hits into your leg. Uh, There's not enough body weight to... I'd like to point out, I am a detective. I work for the police where I know how to take somebody down. I just... It's fair. You could probably just... (laughs) So you have this gnome. If you want to do contest rules, you can. Or we could just have a gnome hanging off you at the moment. (laughs) Uh, Just around the neck. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, Damien. Restrain your drug-addled friend and leave me to my conversation with... I'm trying. (laughs) I am very short. Look down to Bill like... I mean, he's, you know, he's tackling me with uh, actual efficiency, but I am, you know, physically trained to the, the, basically the peak of human possibility. You're also about three times my height. But it, it is enough to sort of shock me into realising that this probably isn't the best way to go about the mission. I just sort of flare my nostrils a little bit and let him drag me away. I'll take him for a lie down. And I snag the key from the bar that the holder gave us and took him up. I, I, I turned to give at this point, like, I. Again, it didn't tell me, so I don't know that's you at the table. <laughs> so I'm just like, as I'm pulling Bo, I'm like, where the fuck is Skellig gone? Damien turns back towards you, Fivel. Oh, how have things been for you? Mostly preparation for the press conference. That all goes well. Uh, how about you with your work? Um, there is some resistance from the subject, but we're hoping that uh, possibly tonight or the next night we will we will break the will and they will work with us, see the light. Uh, but I, I also need to be making this press conference. I wish to hear what the ringmaster says. It's, it's not too long. If we go now, we can catch it still. Sounds like your work keeps you busy. Yes. Where abouts are you based? I can perhaps stand in your stead while you're gone. Roll a persuasion check. Ooh, 24. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> He's all in. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm down near the docks. Uh, warehouse 23. I, I don't know. I guess just tell them I'll, I'll be running late. 
If you let them know I'm just at the press conference, I'm sure it'll be fine. Of course. And I imagine you will be gone for an hour or so? Yes. Well, I shall try my best. I am no Brother Damien, but I will do my utmost to keep the subject entertained until you are back. You're a good one, Fivewall. I must be gone. And he lifts up the other remaining drink he had, just basically opens his mouth, and it disappears into him. And he sets down the, the mug delicately and heaves off this chair that just any longer this chair was about to snap and starts walking out the door. May the Shining God go with you. And you as well, Brother Fivewall. I like the idea of whatever you said about an hour, him turning to go, You liar! We all know the Ringmaster's speeches take at least six hours. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to go through step by step of his favorite crafts he did the day before. <laughs> I will quickly retreat and join the others in the ring. Do you step in dressed as Fival still? I'll 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 drop the illusion just before I come. <laughs> as you say, because if you enter the river, I draw my sword. What the fuck do you want? So the two of you, you enter into this room we are given. It has three beds. It doesn't look super lavish or anything. It looks like the place has been recently reworked. Uh, everything seems to be fairly new, which is nice. And just as you're kind of getting yourself situated, the door opens up and you see Skellig walk in. And where the fuck did you go? I had to tackle this one. I've been finding out information. I've been doing your job for you, detective. I mean, my job apparently seems to be babysitting the drug addict. Well, then... No offense, Bo. Uh, none taken. You are mistaken. So, I have some information for you, if you want it. I mean, I'm all ears. We are looking for Warehouse 23. That is where he has been conducting his experiment on a subject, apparently. Breaking their will, that sort of thing. Oh, right. Well, we do know that this ringmaster's speech is going on now. Should we attend that and then perhaps investigate the warehouse at night? Potentially. That said, I agreed to cover Brother Damien's post in the warehouse so we might attend the speech, so it's up to you. Well, the problem is, are they going to check more carefully that, than Damien might have? If we turn up, is there going to be some sort of identification they're going to require from you, or do you think you can get in just by lying to them? It's a good question. It depends how... Or can you make yourself look like Damien? I will do so in front of him. <laughs> still, still wearing my own clothes, but I'll just... That shouldn't be a problem. How much taller can you get than your original form? I can get at least... I think it's at least a foot or so taller. I think. I'll need to double check that. Okay, so you can, you can get around his height. If you kind of like hunch it up a little bit, you can... You look fine. Okay. Yeah, he frighteningly transforms into this ghast before you. Yeah, I'm still not going to get used to that. Sorry. I will shift back down into my normal self again. Alright, so funnily enough, uh, Changelings, that it isn't like the um, the spell uh, that changes your appearance. You can literally change to anything that's within your same size range. Oh, oh okay. Hell yeah. Then yeah, you can, you're good. <laughs> you're sad. <laughs> How big does the size range size range go? Like eight foot or something? Yeah, medium medium takes you up to about eight or nine feet. That's very useful. Yeah. So it's up to you. We can go and attend the speech, or we can go to the warehouse. Or 
I know how dangerous this will be. We can always split up. I mean, I'd rather not, but it might be our best option to get somebody inside this warehouse. I can get in. I tell you what, how about I attend the speech? And Bo, you keep a lookout outside the warehouse for Skellig in case something goes wrong. This is agreeable. Alright. I can always send a glum with you. Perch underneath your cloak. Keep an eye on things from my end if needs be. Can Gloam talk for you? Can you send a message through him? I can't, but I can communicate telepathically with him. Ah, so if he starts stabbing me, I can tell that something's gone wrong. Exactly. I will just check with him, (laughs) by which I mean the rules, as to how far I can communicate with him. Let me just have a quick conversation with with little Gloam here. I'm just going to have a little conversation. Um, yeah... I'm trying to remember, I think there might have been like an Eldritch invocation which allows you to change it to like pretty much anything on the same plane of existence or something. I'm just checking that now. I think it's Voice of the Chainmaster. Yeah, you can communicate telepathic with your familiar and perceive through your familiar senses as long as you're in the same plane of existence. So do you perhaps have that invocation, maybe? I do have that invocation, yes. Um, so yeah, I can uh, communicate telepathically and look through uh, Gloam's eyes as well. And other senses. Awesome. Something goes down at the speech. We will be informed. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be informed. You'll be stood outside the warehouse waiting for something to explode. Blowing something up in the warehouse is super easy. You do it in every movie. <laughs> you can almost do it, but if you just by accident just knock into a barrel, well, I shouldn't stack those things around everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird they keep putting those red barrels in for some reason. All right, so you two will head to the. Was it in the dock ward? Was it you said? You two will head to the dock ward, I'll head to this speech, and we'll meet up back here in a couple of hours. If you need anything, just let Gloam know. I'll be sure to pass on the message to Bo. Will do. If I run into Damien again, I'll try and slow him down as well, but I imagine from having talked to him, he's probably not going to hang around too long if he's supposed to be working. That would be much appreciated. Thank you. Anytime. Well, preferably not anytime, but this time certainly. So the three of you have finished making your plans, and you're all getting ready to head out. Travelers, what an adventure. It's always such a pleasant time when you go over to a tavern and you're like, pour me an ale, and the ale just floats over to you. Though I don't know how I would feel if it was a beholder doing that for me. Probably feel a, a little bit um, worried that they were going to go berserk and try to eat me. But that one seemed nice, that gazer. And so that was good. And oh my goodness, it is difficult to be friends with shapeshifters, but you know how it is. So, we have a recommendation for you to check out, Travelers. We want you to go check out Snyder's Return. 
They have interviews with people from the TTRPG systems. They have interviews with people who are running podcasts, as well as they have their own actual plays and reviews of games. So they have it all. Go check them out over at Snyder's Returns, and we'll have a, a little promo at the very end of this. So stick around to make sure you can give that a listen. Oh, but travelers, what a day it's been. Ah, I'm so excited to dive right back into all of this. The inn's newly constructed. And if you're looking for more for more goodies, you want some more ballad, uh, wonderful things, definitely go check out our Patreon, where we have a lot of audio goodies there. There's, there's a lovely little audio drama series that's going on about the Nostradamus Corporation. And if you really love ballad and you're like, I want to wear clothes that say Battle of the Seven Dice or Death Shift and all the such. Then head on over to our website, BattleOfTheSevenDice.com, and click on Shop, and you'll see a number of different designs that you can have on all sorts of shirts, hoodies, you name it. So go on over there and check out the shop, because there's lots there and lots of goodies. Alright, travelers, I am tired. It's been a while since I've told a story, so... I'm going to go take off and relax these feet, even though I haven't really been walking. But you know what I mean. All right, everyone. I bid you all adieu. Snyder's Return is a tabletop role-playing podcast featuring interviews and a D&D 5e actual play adventure. So you can learn about different game systems and content creation while also listening to us disrupt everyday life on the Sword Coast. We release episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on your podcasting platform. So come join us as we improvise, adapt and overcome.